Alright, so part two. This part is about redirecting your focus. You know, now that we had a chance to reevaluate ourselves, we're going to talk about how can we redirect our focus. We're going to talk about some ways that we can redirect our focus in our spiritual walk. Let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Second Corinthians thirteen. Starting in verse five. It reads Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fall, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you will not do anything wrong. Not so that people will see that we have stood the test, but so that you will do what is right, even though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We are glad whenever we are weak. But you are strong, and our prayer is that you may be fully restored. Amen. We're going to talk about how we can be fully restored. How can we redirect our focus this morning? You know, how can we refocus our spiritual walk? I think it starts with being in the Word. You know, if we're not reading our Bibles, then why are we here? You know, why are we calling ourselves Christians if we're not in the Word? Of course we need the word to redirect ourselves. Right, we can't turn to our coworker or, you know, um, our next door neighbor, unless they're a disciple, amen. Come on. But we need the Bible to redirect ourselves. It's our guide. It's our source. It's our roadmap to our life. I know that it can be hard to be consistent. It's hard to be consistent in anything. <laughs> but we have to realize that the Bible is the thing that really helps us to shape our character. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm sure a lot of you guys know this scripture. Starting in verse 16, it reads, All, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It says that the Bible is useful. Are we using it? It serves to equip you in everything. We need the Bible to help us to redirect our focus. Now let's talk about redirecting our thoughts in evangelism. When was the last time you studied the Bible with someone? You know, I know it encourages me when I, when I sit down and, and open the scriptures with someone and kind of just seeing their convictions change and see them grow. It reminds me, like, man, like, I got to get my act together, you know? Cause it kind of reminds me of when I was studying the Bible and that journey I took. And like, wow, like, it kind of, like, oh, yeah, you know, just like going over the word study with somebody again, going through the cross with somebody again. It's like, oh, yeah, that's why I made that decision. 
Oh yeah, in the cross study, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me. That's what impacted me. Yeah, the word, you know, like it's useful. Yeah, that's right, I need to be in my word. You know, light and darkness. Like, man, okay, man, I had, I'm in the light now. Amen, you know? And just like, it, it encourages me. I know sometimes, you know, if we're not really impacted by allowing people, by sharing your faith with people, you know, it could be hard. We could forget our purpose. You know, in Ezekiel chapter 34, Ezekiel 34, starting in verse 1. It reads, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Woe to you shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals. But you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak, or healed the sick, or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays, or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. Question is, who are you helping right now? Other question is, who do you have helping you? Come on, bro. <laughs> we can help people, but we also need help. I need help. Come on. Get through this lesson. No, amen. <laughs> we got you, bro. We got you, bro. But we all need help. Yeah. Proverbs 27, verse 17. It reads, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We need each other to re redirect ourselves. Do you have spiritual friendships? You know, I'm so grateful for the friendships I have in the kingdom. And I'm so grateful for, you know, I'm not even going to mention the crew. <laughs> I have, you know, some great brothers in this room. Ugo, Tim, Malik, you know, Josh, you know, and it's amazing that we're all different regions. But, I mean, we keep consistent contact pretty much every day we hear from each other <laughs> and it's encouraging you know I appreciate just the friendships I have in Long Island Come on. you know I appreciate what <laughs> he's like a dad right now he's recording <laughs> you know Vianney Vianney's one of my best friends he's like my little sister um, I mean we, we you know lead a ministry together and I'm just so grateful for her and, you know, I'm just so appreciative of the spiritual friendships I have in my life. You know, because anytime I'm down, they're right there to lift me up. They are right there. There's never been a time when I was down that they were not there. And I appreciate that. Do you guys have that in your life? Likewise, bro. Amen. 
You know, are you getting discipled by someone? Come on, talk about it. How can we redirect ourselves if we're not getting discipled? Who is holding you accountable? Who is that person that's watching out for you? I'm going to have Vianney share right now. Come on, baby. So I actually wanted to share something that was shared with me um, about how your friendship should look like in the church, right? You look at the cross. Your friendship should look like the cross. You need someone behind you that you're helping. You need two people next to you fighting the same fight and going through the same things. And then you need someone ahead of you that's guiding you and helping you out with Christ in the center. And so it's important to look at all those areas and see... Again, you need someone behind you that you're guiding. You need two people next to you running with you. And then you need someone ahead of you that's guiding you with Christ in the center. Um, And it's important to look and see which parts of that you're lacking. Because without one of them, you're not a complete cross. (laughs) Um, And so I just wanted to share that and work on it. (laughs) Amen. Snap, snap, snap for that. <laughs> you know, do we seek advice? It's amazing. Sometimes, you know, like, brothers will come to me when they just, they just blown it, you know? And they wait to the very end when they just, like, gone through all the craziness. And then it's like, well, if you were to seek advice from the beginning, you would have gone through all this stuff, you know, and then have to deal with all this sin and everything, and, but, amen, you know, like, it's, well, I understand, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, for me it's hard to seek advice at times, you know, I think it's our pride, you know, we need to humble ourselves, we need to know that we always need help, you know, we're not perfect, you know, we need the people in our lives to redirect our focus. Hebrews chapter 10. You guys doing okay out there? Come on, bro. Hebrews 10, verse 24. It reads, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Are we encouraging one another? Uh-oh, come on. Are we? Brothers, are we taking sisters out on dates? I said it. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> are we taking sisters out on dates? Don't get us in trouble, Greg. Don't get us in trouble. I'm just, I'm just saying right now. Are we, are we lifting each other up? Are we spurring one another on? I'm gonna have any share. So it's funny, right? As time goes by, we start building all these expectations of what we want in friendships, especially with the brothers. Um, and so, so I could be the same way. But it's important to um, redirect our thinking and realize that they are just simply human. You cannot put godly expectations on brothers because they're not God. Um, so does your brother need encouragement? Yes. If I were to ask... <laughs> 
Do you need encouragement? What would you say? Yeah. So does your brother need encouragement? Absolutely. Do your sisters need encouragement? They absolutely do too. Um, so we need to ask like, okay, I need encouragement, so do they. And there's important questions that I ask myself often because this is something I always constantly need to work on is are my words building on my brothers or tearing them down? Um, am I allowing my brother to lead or am I always trying to take his place? and lead myself. Um, sorry, Greg, if I ever done that to you. <laughs> am I constantly looking for what I can get from them? Or am I looking what I can give? Because you have to remember, Jesus was all about giving. All about giving. Um, and there's so many questions that you can ask yourself. And it's important to ask those questions. But we need to make a decision to constantly be encouraging to each other. Amen. Are we treating one another with absolute purity? Do we struggle with being flirtatious? I see how people look at each other. <laughs> it could just be a look. It's just a look. Come on, Greg. You know what that look is. Come on, Talk about it, Greg. Is that spiritually encouraging, though? Think about it. I know, hey, we're at a singles retreat. You know, is your focus on scoping? Is it scoping the sisters? Or are you trying to scope God? Where, where is our heart right now? Guys, where are, where is our heart? Man, you guys Greg. are funny. <laughs> Let's go, Greg. Not only should we focus on redirecting ourselves, we can encourage our brothers and sisters to redirect themselves as well. You know, Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3. Some good stuff. I'm having a great time with you guys. We're, we're, we're coming into a landing here. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3. It reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Throw off everything that hinders you, brothers and sisters. Throw it off. Let's keep running that spiritual race. The spiritual journey is not a sprint. For most, for most of us, it's going to be a long race. A very, very, very long race. You know, we will fall down. 
We will get discouraged. We will get back up. But I want to ask you, are you going to give up? I want you to say to the person next to you, do not give up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Ugo. Amen, guys. Do not give up. All right, now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Do not give up, guys. Do not give up. You know, when we fall short, let's be ready to redirect our focus so that we do not lose heart and get disqualified from that prize. At this time, we're going to break up into our prayer groups again. And we're going to pray about the things that you want God to redirect in your life. So this time, you can break up into groups of three to four. And talk and pray about the things you want God to redirect in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you.